The Word says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner, Bobby Bollinger. But I have a question for you today. Here it is. What does church look like to you? (laughs) He's got the right answer already. But there's more to my message here. Now, that may sound like a strange question. What does church look like to you? But the reason I'm asking is because Pastor Dan challenged us recently to become what he calls reachers. Do you remember that message? Well, it was a great message and one that I believe that if we take to heart can raise our fellowship to a new level of engaging and embracing our community and even our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I also know that if we are to become reachers, we have to come to grips with what the church of Jesus Christ really is and what it was intended to be. So I ask you today, what does church look like to you? Because the way I see it, there are three kinds of people in the world. There are all those people out there. They're lost. They're unsaved. They have other beliefs or they have no beliefs. They are on the outside looking in. They are certainly not the church. Then you have the people who come to church and are believers, but they generally just come on Sunday and they're looking to be fed. The Word in small doses. Now, most of us, if we're honest have been in this group at some point in our life. But I don't know how to say this other than to just say it. That group is not really the church either. Now, I'm not questioning their salvation or their membership. I'm saying that many people just don't take advantage of all the benefits of God's church. Even though they see church from in here, they are still on the outside looking in. Then you have the people who are fully integrated into the fellowship, the prayers, the sharers, the givers, the workers, the planners, the leaders, the teachers, the helpers. And that's the church. 
That's who is looking from the inside out. You see, you can't be a reacher until you're a part of the church because you aren't in a position to reach out until you're on the inside. Let me tell you what the first church looked like by giving you just a short example of what it was like to be there. Jesus was the head of the first church, and the rest of his church were those 12 disciples. And if you just read the 5th through 8th chapters of Matthew, just those three chapters, you will see that there was at least seven instances of having church. In what was just a span of a few days, Jesus held a meeting with a multitude of followers, and he preached a long sermon. Then he had a meeting with one man who had leprosy. He preached a 22nd sermon on faith when he encountered a soldier. Then another meeting took place at Peter's house. Another one by the Sea of Galilee. He had one in a boat. And he had one with two guys, some demons, and a herd of pigs. And all of that was no doubt between Sundays. What do you think that church looked like? Well, to me, it would have looked exciting. The 12 disciples made up Jesus' church fellowship. Do you know what they had in common with you and me and what church should look like to us? It's pretty simple. They were living with Jesus. That church experienced the reality of living a moment by moment. 24 hour a day, 7 days a week. Amazing life with Jesus Christ. And you know something? That church was the training ground for all churches that were to come after. Jesus was busy doing the Father's work. He wasn't wasting any time doing it. He was reaching out to a hurting world. And that's what the church is supposed to look like to us today. A bunch of people living with Jesus. The Word says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. What does church look like to you today? Are you on the outside looking in? Or are you on the inside looking out? Jesus wants everyone. Jesus wants everyone, and especially you, on the inside as an active part of the body of Christ. My desire today is to challenge you and to encourage you. Take that step of faith to become an insider in God's church. Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't be an observer. Being a server is where the joy of living for Christ comes from. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. You can be an important part of the body of Christ. And you can help us become a church full of reachers for the glory of God. Do you pray about that today? If you do, I promise you, something really good will happen. In Jesus' name. 
Are you struggling to have faith today? Coming up next, learn how to feed your faith so that your doubts will starve to death. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. We return to On the Bright Side. If I could wish one thing for all of us this year, it would be that our faith would grow individually and collectively. Because, you know, faith in Christ is the lifeblood of our Christian experience. So how big is your faith today? You know, one of the things that we like to say to each other in, in tough times is, hey, keep the faith. Keep the faith. So I'm going to ask you this morning, are you keeping the faith? And I certainly hope so. Because our faith is important. And it's important to God. In fact, did you know that the word says that it's impossible to please God without it? That's why I want to share a few simple truths about faith that we need to remind ourselves of so that we don't lose faith. And the first simple truth about faith is that faith is simple. Faith isn't complicated. My favorite Bible story about faith is the one about Jesus and the centurion. Now, a centurion is a soldier. Uh, I heard someone say once that they thought a centurion was a person who was 100 years old. Uh, no, not this time. He's a soldier. And he, and he came to Jesus for help because his servant was paralyzed and was suffering. And when the Lord heard his story, the Lord said, Shall I come and heal him? And the soldier basically told Jesus that it wasn't necessary for him to go. He said he knew that if Jesus would just say the word, his servant would be healed. And when the Lord heard this, the word says he was amazed. The Lord said, I tell you the truth. I haven't found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now, how many know that when the Lord says, I tell you the truth, it's the truth. And of course, he went on and healed the servant from a remote location, just like he does for us now. But I love this story because of the soldier's 
very simple, unspiritual-like logic. I mean, he believed the Lord could do anything, which meant it didn't matter where he was when he did it. Faith wasn't complicated to him. And the Lord found his simple faith the most impressive kind of faith. The second truth about faith is that we all have faith and we all have doubt. The Word says that we were all given a measure of faith. And we see examples in the Word where faith and doubt are at work at the same time. Remember when Jesus came walking out on the water, out to the boat where the disciples were? And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come where you are. And the Lord said, come on. So in a leap of faith, Peter stepped out in the sea and started walking on water. And then suddenly, the wind kicked up, and he became afraid, and he began to sink. And when he began to sink, Jesus reached out and caught him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? So we can see right there in the midst of defying nature, faith and doubt, both are revealed. You see, we all have this capacity for faith and for doubt. But listen, it's your faith that connects you to the power of God. And you don't even have to fully understand it or to know much about it to see it affected in your life. And the next truth about faith is that we all need faith. We all need it. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find what? Will he find faith on earth? It sounds, I mean, so obvious to say a Christian needs faith. But it's us Christians who run and hide sometimes, not because we've admitted we have doubt, but because we weren't strong enough to have faith when the opportunity was there for us to exercise it. We need faith in our lives. And we need it exercised and developed in our lives so that when we're tested, it stands up and it reveals the living Spirit of God that's inside of us. And that's the last truth about faith that I want to remind you of today. We can all develop our faith. Our faith can grow in the Lord. The Word says faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the Word about Christ. God's Word can't help but to build our faith. And when we pray, and when we praise Him, and when we give generously, we're growing our faith when we do those things. We can't let our guard down because like Peter, the winds will come. Our faith will be tested. But it's through His Word that we'll have victory over doubt and over fear. One of my favorite quotes about Faith is this one. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. If you're struggling to have enough faith today, just remember the simple truths about faith. Faith is simple. We all need it. We all have it. And because of his word, we can all develop and grow our faith. In God. The, the good news, you want to hear the good news? Is the Lord even told us what to expect when we do 
exercise our faith. Right before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said this, didn't I tell you that if you only believed, you would see the glory of God. Will you receive this word today about faith? I hope you do. We all go through dark seasons and storms in our lives. Stay with Bobby as he explains three things that will help you make it through the storms of life. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America, trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. For those times when you need a powerful, dependable light that you don't have to hold with your hands, the Nebo Tool Dual Headlamp is your all-powerful, hands-free lighting solution. The Dual Headlamp's on-off push button allows you to easily cycle through all four light modes. Go from intense white light to pulsing red beacon instantly. A low signature red light mode allows for enhanced night vision and low light reading. The 250 lumen power LED mode spot beam reaches over 400 feet and a wide flood beam fully illuminates your immediate area. Tough, reliable, lightweight, and completely shockproof. The dual headlamp is perfect for those times when you need powerful, dependable, hands-free light. Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org. When Pastor Jones picked up the phone, Special Agent Sanders from the IRS was on the line. Listen, Pastor, the IRS agent started, I'm calling to inquire about a member of your congregation. Uh, Dr. Shipe, do you know him? Yes, replied the pastor. Dr. Shipe has been a member here for many years. How can I help you? Well, on last year's tax return, Dr. Shipe claimed he made a sizable tax-deductible contribution to your church. Is that true? Well, how much did he say he gave, asked the pastor. $50,000, answered Agent Sanders. Is that true, pastor? There was a long pause on the phone. Finally, the pastor said, Agent Sanders, if you'll call back tomorrow, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> this week, while I was getting prepared to... Um, to give you a few words, I, I, uh, I couldn't work on what I wanted to because I felt the Lord impressed upon me to encourage some of you, perhaps many of you who are going through a storm right now and whose life is in a crisis right now. And of course, I don't know what it is, but if there's anything I do know, it's that the Word of God is full of good wisdom of what to do and who to trust in a crisis. So just like when a golfer finds his game falling apart, which I'm used to doing, he's taught to go back to the fun, basic fundamentals of how to swing the golf club in order to get back on track. But well, we as Christians have to do the same thing. We just need to remember a few important things to make it through a crisis. And the first thing to remember in a crisis is to know that God is with you. Over and over in the Bible, it says that wherever we are, God is right there with us. We're not alone. And it may seem like it. 
But we never go through anything by ourselves. The Word says, never will I leave you, and never will I forsake you. And the second thing to remember in a crisis is that God has a specific purpose and a plan for your life. And the storm that you're going through is just a temporary setback toward fulfilling your purpose. When the Apostle Paul ended up a prisoner on a ship that encountered a terrible storm that waged on for weeks, everyone on board had given up but Paul. Well, how is it that Paul could remain so calm and confident that they would survive? Well, he could because God had told Paul that his mission was to go to Rome, and he wasn't there yet. So God had a plan for him. You see, external forces may interrupt our life, but nothing can change God's plan for us except our own acts of disobedience. The third thing that we hold on to in a crisis is God's promises. God keeps his promises without fail, and he promises to see us through our storms. Oh, your storm may cause some pain. I mean, in Paul's case, they had to throw everything overboard. And they even had to swim to safety. But as promised, they made it. You know, they, I read where eagles can sense a storm coming before it breaks. And that what they do is they go to a high place and they wait until the strong winds come. And then they fly right into the force of the wind and they let the storm winds lift them higher and higher until they are above the storm where the air is calm. And the word of the Lord acknowledges the attributes of the eagle in a, in a beautiful passage in Isaiah. It says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. So today, don't let your crisis pull you into a depression. Or don't give in to a feeling of hopelessness. Don't let despair have the victory that your faith is meant to have. Just know that God is with you. He has a plan for you. And he's promised to get you through the storms of life. And when Paul was in the very worst of the storm, it was dark and all seemed lost. They dropped the anchors And they just prayed for daylight. And daylight came. And daylight will come to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across america trusted by many at work home or play let nebo light your way learn more about nebo tools at on the or call 847-312-8197